This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hey guys, welcome to Lubin. My name is Lucas. And my name is Ben. Each episode, we're going to be talking about student life, issues young people face today, and our experiences. So sit back, grab yourself a cold one, and join us each fortnight on Plains FM 96.9. Lubin is also available on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Lubin. It's a bit of a special episode today. We've got our first guest, Sean Gregan. Sean's a 20-year-old student studying graphic design and marketing at UC and UB. Sean is passionate about fashion and design and all things creative. Sean loves to read, the gym, and going on spontaneous adventures. This sounds like a dating profile. I feel like you've given me a wee cheeky bio. I love it. Yeah, thanks for joining us today, Sean. How are you? I'm fantastic, actually. I kind of like when the weather's nice and rainy. It makes me feel a bit better. Like, oh, it's committed to being rainy. It's, it's, it's been cold and gloomy in Christchurch over the last two weeks. This whole week it? has. This whole week. Yeah, it's been rubbish. Yeah, I feel like your flat is miserably cold. I feel like your flat just doesn't get warm. Yeah. It's, it's, like, colder on the inside than the outside. 100%. I think it's the bricks. They just retain all of the cold. So it'll, it'll be <laughs> hot outside, and our flat will still just be freezing. Yeah, that was my flat last year. It's miserable. Our power bill is going to be high this year. <laughs> oh, um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about you know what got you into fashion and design? Um, well, four years ago, I used to be like a big gamer kid because I was on a farm and it was like a great way to connect with people. Mm. And I was just randomly playing World of Warcraft and I met this guy and we got along really well. And so I ended up talking to him and I um, just became mates and talking for year, uh, like years and years and years. And to tell me these crazy stories about like all this awesome stuff he did, just like you know spray painting Rolls Royces with the lead designer of Louis Vuitton mm. and all these other interesting things. And I didn't believe him for ages. And then I just started pulling out pictures and pictures. So like he's like friends with like the Bape guy and stuff. And he just started talking to me about fashion and all this other stuff. And it's I get so much self confidence for having a great outfit on. Like mm. I feel so good about myself. It's kind of what I imagine girls feel after having like dope makeup on and yeah. I'm just like I'm just I just love like it's, it's an easy way to express yourself to other people and show like things you're into and like what kind of stuff you enjoy and everything like that I don't know it's just kind of I just really enjoy it that's really cool that's really cool that's amazing that you can meet people like that online yeah it's, gaming. it's I don't know how like it's it, what's possible to, for like a farm boy to be extroverted at back in the day because it was it's hard otherwise and it's just like so many interesting people from all different walks of life that I've just randomly met and like some of them I consider you know good friends like through like obviously I, yeah. we have a mutual friend Wayo and I've met some of his friends and like I walk, walk run into them in Queenstown it's the biggest hugs and stuff even though I've never actually met them in person before just because we've you know been chatting yeah. for almost years at this oh, point that's that's awesome yeah do you do that through UB. Uh, do, uh, no, so I don't do. I don't study fashion design. Fashion oh. design's more of a hobby of mine. Um, so I do graphic design at UB. So I, I was doing marketing for about two years, heading into my third year this year of marketing, and I just kind of realized I'm like, oh, I'm kind of really disappointed in my uni experience. Almost like mm-hmm. I rock up to a class of 200 people from a lecturer who, like, they they know their stuff really well, but it's hard for them when they're so knowledgeable to communicate ideas 
easily for students without it becoming complicated and a bit mundane. And then like I go to UB and I'm doing graphic design and all of a sudden I'm like passionate again. Like I'm excited to go to class every day and I arrive in class and like it's a small class sizes so I get like intimate knowledge with my like teacher and stuff. I still like UC, I just feel like the smaller class sizes just suits me more and what I want to do with my like graphic design stuff. Mm. Yeah, that smaller class size thing is really awesome. Like it's definitely been my uni experience of sitting in a room with with two hundred other people and not feeling like um, you know it's, it's personalised for you at all. Yeah, it's it's such an amazing feeling just having the ability to just you know wave over your tutor and become friends with them and stuff. It's actually really lovely. Well, I just find it good because now on the smaller classes you can have those one-on-one discussions, whereas with UC and the big lecturers, it's um, it's harder to get that one-on-one time, if you get what I mean. Mm. You know, as you were saying, the smaller classes. and 100%. I mean, since graphic design is obviously so creative, we have like 18 different people, completely different like groups of people, and they all just become friends because we need to give each other feedback. Mm. And each week we need to present in front of the whole class of like what we've been working on throughout the week. And it's like, it's great for me because obviously I'm violently extroverted, so I can just walk up with no preparation and just run out of like presentation on whatever yeah. I've been doing. <laughs> but it's like super cool to see like the more quiet people become more comfortable, like sharing in front of people and being proud of their ideas and it's like you're learning different people and like everyone's got different stuff they're amazing at and so it's becoming a lot more collaborative and since obviously when you like go to these companies and work on these massive projects you work in massive teams trying to do super creative stuff and obviously creative stuff is inherently like you'll clash on stuff all the time because everyone has different visions of how they want everything to look out so like the ability to learn and get feedback from other people on how to deal with stuff creatively and problem solving groups is like that's the, one of the most important things that I've learned, and it's the only thing I can get in small classes. Big classes, you just kind of lose that, I feel. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's such a, such a competitive industry as well, isn't it? it it's quite competitive, but like the, the way the workforce is moving now, everything's heading towards a bit more um, freelancing. So like, no, you're no longer going to be employed by a company as much anymore. You're more going to have a portfolio that you bring with you and then right. bring that forward. Oh, that's awesome. So is that kind of what you're, you're aiming for in the, in the future? I don't know what I'm aiming for. I feel like most of the jobs will work haven't really been invented yet because obviously like the industry is changing so much and especially with something as creative as marketing and you know graphic design and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, I'd love to work in the entertainment industry, but behind the scenes. I couldn't think of anything worse than being in front of a camera all day. Like fame, yeah. fame seems awful, but like to, to like be known... Like, I love for someone to, if they know me, it's because they know I do great work and, like, respect yeah. me and stuff, and I instantly have something I can connect with them with. Like, like if a like, yeah, guy that's super, yeah, like, a guy that's super into rugby, like, runs into Richie McCall, right? Like, he's not, like, street famous, but he's like, oh, this is something we can talk about and share and discuss, or, like, obviously, if you have a favorite sport, like, your favorite boxer, all that kind of stuff, it's like, that would be something I'd love to do, not just, like, random, you know, celebrity famous. I feel like that would be mm. awful. Um, what does what, what street famous mean? Well, just, like... Kind of like Kim Kardashian, celebrities, like influencers, all that stuff, where they're just famous for being yeah. attractive and famous yeah, or just like, okay. you know, all that kind of stuff. I want, like, to have, I'd and love to have something behind me and, like, something I can share. what you do. Yeah, very much so. But not, like, artist stuff. Famous, like, oh, I know this guy. He's a dope director because I love film. And, like, you know, like, you don't randomly see, you know, Martin Scorsese on the stream be like, oh, my God, I know you because of this. No, you, you if you know what he looks like, it's because... You know, you know and respect the genre and stuff, and you have something you can talk about and, like, share. That's, like, the dream. But I don't know. I just want to do something, like, creative. As long as I don't hate my job, 
that's like it because hating my job is terrifying you know yeah so that's 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 everyone though isn't it yeah i mean so many people hate their jobs and yet you know they're still working and it just it's like one of my greatest fears in life is kind of finding a job and just not being happy there and just like well uh becoming content with the monotony of it almost and it's no i'm just couldn't think of anything worse what were you saying before 70 percent of people yeah 70 percent we were learning crazy how high eh? 70% of people in like, we're learning about in my, one of my management classes, 70% of people are just unsatisfied with the job and think they don't have like purpose or are useful or anything. And it's just like, wh- why would you want to do jobs like that? Like, I don't care what I do as long as I enjoy what I do. Enjoy what you do. Because it's such a massive part of your day. And it's like, I love, you know, like, you go there every day. It's, it's, it's almost like it's half your life. Exactly. Half your, half your waking hours at least. Yeah, and when, when work's good, you like love it. And that's kind of what I know. I'm not naive enough to think that I'm not going to hate some parts of my job but that's every job forever but it's like if i enjoy the main but that's all i care about to be fair pay is nothing all that kind of stuff's nothing money will come it's just about doing what i love is like my most important thing that i want to take mm. yeah nice you always be like a little bit of a starving starving artist <laughs> i don't yeah i mean the good thing about graphic design is it's the most practical of the like creative stuff because yeah. i didn't really consider myself creative for a long time until like a couple of years ago and i'm like oh i actually really enjoy these kind of big picture like random stuff but like graphic design obviously everyone needs graphic design all the brandings all the packaging and all everything it's just like it's a very practical way to be creative mm. what's your favorite type of art style um oh that's hard i mean obviously i love street art so street art's like a big passion of mine i find that stuff really interesting and being from christchurch obviously post quakes there was a lot of free buildings so like the street artists and like graffiti artists around here became fantastic at what they did and really really good yeah. and i like it's I like art that like gives uh, expression, like makes me feel stuff. Because obviously all art should make you feel, but like this is like very raw in my mind of like raw expressions of art from people of like you know like uh, marginalized groups or that have just like struggled or just are angry at the world, and it's like a cool way to you know express that in my opinion. Is there a big community? Like, do you know the big? Well, there there is a artist within Christchurch. There's like. A few, obviously, there's, like, the legal crews, which are, like, they'll get paid. So you'll see them on the side of, like, Little High, which is, that's DTR. They're the destined to rule crew. So that's, like, Icarus and Deciphers and Freak. You see all those murals in, like, the mall and, like, all those ones. Yeah. It's, like, they're cool because, like, in terms of, like, street art stuff, they've kind of earned the respect. So, like, because they're obviously, like, they're more graffiti artists. But, like, back in the day, they were painting illegally. And they, like, um, when you got arrested... You'd spend half your time uh, cleaning up graffiti and the other half of your time of like your community service painting murals for like community centres. Oh, okay. yes, and it kind of div- gave them the skills to move forward from like illegal stuff to legal stuff. So Deciphers, he went to UC actually and he's like gone overseas to America and done like murals for like Sons of Anarchy and like all these great TV shows and stuff. Oh, wow. And it's all just starting from here. Like there's a great community here. It's not like, you know, there's no, no one thinks they're a gangster. Because obviously, you know, it's like you're all, you're out here spray painting a wall. You're not like yeah. uh, you're not hard or anything like that. And it's like there's none of like this, you know, like kind of tough talk all the time. It's just very like honest and like nice and like obviously, if you get called out, it's probably your own fault kind of stuff. It's just yeah. like it there's obviously like base community. rules and a good culture and stuff. But it's it's a really interesting and cool community. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite type of art. Nice. So in terms of you're talking about um, what they do when they catch you doing it legally, it sounds. Yeah like a kind of like a cool system that they've got set up where they do they do they try to 
steer you onto a path where you're still doing art, but you're doing it legally. I don't know what it's like anymore. I only know that because I listened to a podcast, another podcast okay. with the guy from um, DTR that they talked about that for them. But obviously nowadays, I don't know if it's different or not. I think uh, I think they've like tried really hard to do more stuff on rehabilitation and moving them into more like positive stuff rather than negative yeah. stuff. Because it's like it's not a serious crime, but it's like. Kind you should, of, shouldn't go to jail. For you shouldn't it. go to j- jail for it. I know people that have gone to jail for it, but it's like eighth time, and they're just doing silly stuff, you know, mm. in front of the police cars and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 if like vandalism, you know, yeah, that's, that's a crime. They, yeah, you shouldn't do that. But I think when they arrest you, they're trying to head more towards like uh, rehabilitation because it's normally like if you're vandalizing, it's signs of other stuff going on rather than just like vandalism itself. So right. I think that they're, they're like got big focus on rehabilitation, which is kind of good. It's like the best way to be rather than you know sending like these young kids straight off to prison. Is it more of the youth or? Um, from what I know in the Christchurch scene, it's kind of like, there's, there's always youngins that pop mm. up, like little wee toys that kind of, you know, show up and do like crappy tags on the side of like a building or whatever. But then like most of the artists probably are, youngest will be around our age and the oldest would honestly be up to 50. Some of those like, um, the like OGs have been painting for years and years and years and years. But, like, the majority, I think, would probably be, like, 20 is the youngest, 30 is the oldest, in that kind of age range. Like, young young adult, I guess, would be the way to describe them, yeah. Okay, awesome. Do you, um, do you have any advice or tips for, for any young people who might be interested in getting involved with the, the scene, legally speaking? Um, yeah, there's actually, like, on Wednesdays, there's a community of, like, street artists. So they're not graphers, they're just kind of, like, street artists. So there's the guy that, um, Teeth by Screwdrivers, he does all the pencils all around town. He runs this like real cool workshop and it's just like a great way to introduce people and like kind of get a wee taste for what it's like to do street art and be a street artist and like share your passions and every now and again like a graph will rock up so like sends or like you know Nemo every now and again kind of show up and uh, will like talk to you so you get to talk to like proper graffiti artists and it's just like a cool way to meet people and it's like a nice wee community that you can found you know. Oh yeah that's really cool. Yeah nice. Um, also I want to talk to you about because we we know you quite well, I think we've been yeah, friends for quite a while, been, quite a while actually. Yeah, and recently you've you've gone sober. Yeah, it's been what what's the, six months almost now. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, just under six months. I want to know your reason why and um, it's, it's not it's not the the typical uni student uni way. Student. Well, I'm lucky because I'm obviously violently outgoing, so it kind of means that I can like have fun at a party and like still enjoy myself while sober. You know, just like people watching and all that kind of stuff with like have uh, I'll dance, you know, my heart out. Mm. But it's just I don't know. It's like we have a bad family history of alcoholism and stuff. Obviously, no one in my immediate family, but it's just like. You know, you got to make sure you're very careful with like addictive personalities. And I kind of, I didn't have much like self control. The way I always describe, it, if I buy a block of chocolate, the whole thing's gone. Whole thing's gone. And it's like, you know, if I, I'll go to a BYO, I'll buy a bottle of wine, and then we'll get another bottle of wine there, and then I'll go home and drink more. And it's just like, it reaches a point of kind of absurdity. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't like who I am when I drink. And I think the best way for me to do it was to just like all or nothing it. And I've just kind of got rid of it. And I'm happy with my decision. The thing I miss the most is like. It'll be like a Wednesday and like someone's had a rough day or like finished their course. So you'll go to the pub with the boys and have like two or three drinks. That's the stuff I miss. Because it's like, mm. if it's at a party, you can like rise with the energy and get drunk. And since, you know, everyone's drunk, no one cares how stupid yeah. you are. And obviously, since you're like hating stupid and having fun, you have a great time sober anyway. And it's like, obviously, gigs get exhausting after a while. But in general, like being sober, I've, I've found not as hard as I thought it would, but if you're like introverted and find it hard to like kind of break through that bubble, I can imagine it would be yeah. very, very difficult. Are you 
Sorry, are you planning to drink again or just having a year off? I tell people I might, but I really don't want to. But I don't know yet. You know, I'm not going to cut myself off. And it's like um, maybe like just knowing my limits better would be like good. So like Mm. having the opportunity because like obviously I'm not like completely straight. Like if someone has like a nice new drink, I'll have a sip and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm not I'm not like a no alcohol touches my lips kind of person. So like maybe I could eventually start becoming more relaxed with it and stuff. But I don't mind like not you know being sober all the time especially as i get older it's kind of like yeah. a good like something to not drink all the time i really respect that like especially at university there's so much peer pressure around you you know to to, to drink or so I much mean, binge drinking you yeah. boys are fantastic to be fair like even though you guys are obviously you're, you're not big drinkers but you're not small drinkers to be fair <laughs> but like i've never felt pressure around you guys to drink and like i always still feel included which is the good thing it's just finding people around you that even though mm. you're not ruining their good time, you're still, like, be feeling included and doing cool stuff. And so it's like, you know, obviously when you guys had your, like, red card, I was, like, the kind of judge and the referee and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And, like, I had the most fun that <laughs> night. And like, I really enjoyed myself. But it's just, like, finding great people around you that are, like, support you and just not, not be mm. dicks, effectively, is kind of the nicest way to put it. And it's just ask you, like, you know, do you want to do this instead of having a drink or like do you want to do these stupid challenges and all that kind of stuff and I enjoy that just as much mm. you know the the one good thing about you being um, sober all the time is you can drive us everywhere <laughs> so I don't think we, we mind too much about that it, do we? <laughs> it abolishes my <laughs> bank account the amount of money I spend on fuel at the moment it's absurd mm. yeah. so nice of you to never ask us for money <laughs> <laughs> well it's like you guys spend money on like Uber Eats and drinks and all that kind of stuff and if all I have to spend money on is fuel it's not the end of the world and, like, it's probably I, more expensive the fuel though isn't uh-oh. it at this, <laughs> at this point, at this point yeah. honestly yeah. and I was like cause, like I go out with the thing is I'll go there anyway, so it feels like a it feels like a silly move to just be like oh I'm going there, but you have to pay me as well because yeah. I'm like I'm already going to go there and I'm already going to spend the fuel. I might as well fill up a car and take some of my friends. So it's like I'm, I'm not stressed in the in the grand scheme of things, and it's like you know a little bit of money now to spend a great day with my friends is like the least of my concerns. Yeah. I'd much rather you know a dollar now is worth a lot more than a dollar later on because obviously we'll hopefully all be making a lot more money later on. Right. So like yeah, I'd yeah. rather focus yeah, exactly. on like spending the little money I get from my student loan and like really enjoying myself and my time with my friends than caring too much about dollars and cents because it's just going to make you miserable, I feel. Mm. And this has obviously had a great impact on your gymming. Yeah. Gymming and do you still box? Um, you so still box I, I, I stopped boxing for a bit. I've actually been trying to look for a new gym. I want right. to do, do a striking sport because it's like, I've been going to the gym, what, six, seven days a week for the last mm-hmm. two or three months, and it's been the best, you know, the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, it helped me massively. I was just, I used to be real angry. I'd just be like walking around a supermarket, just like itching for someone to start <laughs> something, you know, just like, just I just obviously like had, had a real rough breakup, and it just kind of caused a lot of other yeah. issues to kind of, you know, like be angry at me and effectively, and I was just like, oh, this, this sucks. And so I just went to there, and it's been the absolute best thing for me. Like, mm. it's the biggest lesson is I had to, I had to pivot because when I was originally going to the gym, I was kind of self-hatred was almost driving me, like just anger at myself and all that stuff. And now that I've kind of healed and got better, I'm trying to, I've, p- I've had to pivot from like using self-hatred as a driver, almost as self-love. And so like, like wanting to improve myself and like look after the people I care yeah. about. And like, I feel really good after going to the gym. It's yeah. like, you know, I'll yeah. go at like, because everyone will be pre-drinking. So I'll just go at the gym at like 6, 7 p.m. on a Saturday, <laughs> go home, shower, get changed, and just go straight to the party and have like a real good time, feeling real good about myself. But yeah, I want to move more into commerce. Well, I've been looking around for one for a while because I don't want a gym that's like too nice. I want a gym that's like a bit grotty. You, like oh, maybe yeah. there's a couple of like gang boys in there. Like you want like you want to be able to get hurt a bit because it yeah, feels like I don't want to like have it too nice. I want to be able to like get my ass yeah. beat when I need to and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Just 
So, so when you're looking for that sense of community in the gym as well. Oh, very much so. Yeah, I love yeah, that. You, you do get that through a lot of the combat sports gyms. It's, yeah, it's such a like brutal thing. You almost need that community to keep it intact. But it's, it's like, it's just, I think everyone should be able to defend themselves and like look after themselves. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'm a, like a 6'3 boy. And so like people always like, oh, here's a skinny white boy. Let's start something in town. And I, I can talk myself out of it almost all the time, but it's always nice to be able to like look after you and like the people you care about and all that kind of stuff. And it's just... Like, the gym's good for, like, for raw strength and, like, all that kind of stuff, but just, like, agility and flexibility mm. and, like, skill. And it's just, like, the ability to learn a skill, like, a new skill that's, like, quite practical just seems really exciting for me. So yeah. I'm, like, really looking forward to moving into it. It's especially in terms of, you know, helping your physical fitness and, um, you know, it's good for your mental health yeah. as well. I, honestly, I think the mental health benefits way more yeah. than the physical. I have, you feel so I good after feel workout, fantastic. Day. You feel awesome. I, I, it's, like... I'm all, the, the serotonin burst. I'm almost the happiest I've ever been because I've started yeah, going to the gym. The gym. You know, my, my, my family's violent, like all very, very, very fit. You know, my dad still runs marathon. He biked from the top of the North Island to the bottom of the South Island just on a whim, you know, like a couple of weeks ago. Well, maybe a month ago now. And, you know, my mum's violently fit. My sister plays rugby for, um, like, she's like one of the lead players in a Lincoln team. And my little brother, he's, what, 17, benching 140 kilograms. Yeah. So it's like, my parents are always like, oh, you know, go to the gym, you'll feel a lot better. And I was like, no, 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 that's just silly stuff. But now that I'm going, I feel you so much feel better. better. They're yeah. right. I hate to admit it, but they were honestly right. They made me feel so good about myself, yeah. That's awesome, man. That's that's really cool. Um, do you have, you know, a message that you wanna you wanna spread to our listeners, to to the community? Um, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll aim for people our age, let's just say. Yeah. Like, you know, people that are like even a bit younger that are like looking to his. The I'm youth. Pro- yeah, just the youth, I guess. That's what we're here for. Uh, you don't need to go to university to be successful anymore. If you just get a skill that you're good at and you enjoy and you can monetize, just focus on that. I feel like tertiary education is a letdown a lot of the time. Obviously, for specialized things like engineering and doctorates and all the stuff, you still need to go to university. Mm. But nowadays, like commerce degrees, it's like you can learn most of the stuff on the internet. It's an amazing tool. You might as well like make use of the best resource humanity's ever had ever, I guess. And just... I never regret doing stuff. I always regret not doing something. So, like, take every opportunity that you get because mm. it's always, even if it's, like, a net negative, you always learn amazing lessons from it. And I've never not had great lessons from cool stuff like that. And you've got time. Oh, yeah. We have so much time. We yeah. have so much time. I could start uni in 10 years and still be completely okay. There's no rush. There's no rush for anything. Enjoy yourself. It's, it's honestly really important you enjoy yourself. Mm. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for coming on. Well, we, thanks for we, having we, me. Yeah, it's it's it. been lovely having you on. Thank you very much. You've got a very good radio voice. We, we <laughs> Face for radio, too. More often. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> thanks, Sean. Thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes at Lubin Pod. Check out our podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Peace.